we're at a time now which is, is a transition. All these people feeling for the first time, oh, we can win. Let's focus on what, what we can do here and now to change things. And I think one of the reasons why people love community energy is because it helps build community, it builds connection. You know where your electrons are coming from, you know the story of them. You're listening to Voices of Community Energy, a podcast about a bottom-up transition to a new energy system. About how people power can lead to locally owned renewable power. About people who are taking the power back and generating their own energy. I'm Tom Knockholds. And I'm Bean Crane. And we'll be your guides through this first series of stories about community energy. So I think that energy markets have been a one-way street for pretty much the better part of a century. And in the past 10 years, a new system has been emerging, which is bi-directional. And uh, that that presents disruption and potentially destruction of value. Hello listeners and welcome to another explainer episode of Voices of Community Energy. That voice was Gemma Green. She's the CEO of Powerledger, an Australian company who are also world leaders in, in applying blockchain technology in the energy market. We're going to do a short series of explainers really diving deep into blockchain technology um, and interviewing key participants, key players from blockchain energy uh, solutions um, from around the world. Need to apologise up front that the sound quality isn't fantastic in this short episode. Um, there's a bit of a scratchy sound in the microphone. We'll take steps to make sure that hap- doesn't happen again. But please do bear with us. It's really well worth hearing what Gemma has to say about block- blockchain generally, why it's important to energy, and what their company's doing that's cutting edge and, and interesting in this space. Thank you for joining us. So, um, Gemma, thanks for joining us. We're really excited to um, um, hear more about Power Ledger and what you're doing. Um, do you think we can? Thank st- you. Do you think we can start with a little bit of an explanation of w- what blockchain or distributed ledger technology is, and why it's so important to the energy space? Certainly. So in in business, you know, two companies deal with each other and they each have their own databases and one invoices the other to pay it to the other and then they have to reconcile the information in each other's databases to do those payments. And that process can take months. In electricity markets, it takes 60 to 80 days to settle the wholesale market. Uh, and wow. when you... When you get your electricity bill, you get that every 60 days. And even though your solar panels are generating electricity every day, you only get the feed-in tariff um, at the end when you get your bill. So what the blockchain is, is a database that is common to the buyer and seller. And so the actual settlement is at the same time and a part of the actual transaction uh, for the exchange of a good or a service. And so you don't have that reconciliation process. It's just instantaneous. Uh, And so what it means is, in terms of electricity, if you sell your surplus electricity to your neighbour, you get paid at the moment the electricity is generated and spilled out onto the network. So you don't have to wait 60 days or 80 days 
as a case may be. And what that means for commerce generally is that uh, you can have much more efficient uh, uh, markets with less prudential requirements. Because if you don't get, if you're a big business and you don't get paid for 60 to 80 days, you need a lot of working capital uh, in the bank to cover your operations, mm-hmm. which is very expensive. So the blockchain presents the opportunity of efficiency in, in markets and commerce and uh, also trust. You may not know who you're selling the electricity to, but you trust the database that it's going to record the information correctly and transfer the funds accordingly. Mm-hmm. And that's even normally that kind of trust is only achieved with an intermediary like an exchange, but the database has predefined rules about how it will work, which uh, builds trust into the network. And so when you don't have an intermediary, you also have more efficiencies or more, uh, less what they call in the blockchain world, less friction. Uh, and so you can actually uh, have a more efficient market with less market players. Great. Okay. That's, um, that'll, that'll make sense. Um, what does this less friction look like in, in the real world? M- maybe you could tell us about what your, what your organisation is, is currently doing. And um, maybe maybe sure. sort of use that as a way of highlighting the the, the embodiment of Certainly. this opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. So we have um, three main products: peer-to-peer trading across networks. So if you've got solar panels, you can sell your electricity to your neighbour or give it to your mum, uh, and you can be paid at the moment that the electricity is uh, is generated. And uh, the way our matching engine works is it finds buyers and sellers that are nearest to you, a little bit like when you go onto Uber and finds the taxi drivers nearest to you. And so you're paying less for the electricity to travel less. So it's actually creating a price signal for more localised energy markets, which is very exciting. The other product that we have is peer-to-peer trading with in buildings. Uh, in Australia, 20% of households have rooftop solar, but hardly any apartment buildings have um, renewable energy, and they represent about 32% of the housing stock, according to the last census. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so our platform uh, basically allows for a microgrid to work in an apartment building. So if it's tenanted, the tenant pays their electricity bill to the body corporate of the building, so it provides an income stream for the investor or the owner of the property to justify putting the solar system in place. Yep. And because you've got a shared solar and battery system, you get about 30% economies of scale, so you need less solar panels and batteries per per apartment. So it becomes cheaper from that respect. And our platform does the transaction and billing. So you, if you have an apartment, you might be allocated a certain amount of electricity, and if you're not home to consume that allocation, you can trade it with your neighbours and get an income off that, which would offset your electricity bills. So that's our second product. Yep. And our third, or with that product, we also do electric vehicle charging. So one of the apartment buildings that we have in Perth is about to have a shared EV and a fast charger connected. And if anyone wants to purchase uh, the electricity from the fast charger to charge their EV, they can do that using the PowerLedger platform. And uh, the third product that we have is 
what was called asset germination, which is like crowd sales for renewable energy projects. So you might have a solar farm that you crowd sale part or all of it to smaller investors. And the blockchain is the asset register and the income register. So if I buy 1% of a solar farm, uh, that is registered on the blockchain and I get 1% of the income that that asset generates. Okay. So that's the three products. Okay, that last one sounds to me really, um, really straightforward, um, and something that doesn't particularly depend on energy market rules. Like we can go out and start doing that without any doubt straight away. Well, um, I mean, there's, there's not. You're right, but there are rules in terms of investing, in terms of what, how the legal structures around that, and mm -hmm. how it can be done. I mean, it can be done, but it's not like it's there's no laws attached to doing that. There are law, there, it is, there, there is regulation to be considered. Sure, they're not energy market laws, but there's laws nonetheless. Yeah, okay. Correct, yeah. yes. So tell me about the, the, the first two products. What's the status of, of being able to do these in a, in, a, in a real world setting? So I know that you've been doing trials in Australia, possibly oh, in New Zealand as yes. well, uh, maybe other places around the world. And how far are yes. we from being able to step beyond trials and work within the current energy market rules? So the first trial that we did peer-to-peer -peer was in Bustleton, south of Perth, in a retirement village, National Lifestyle Village in Bustleton. Uh -huh. And we did that from August to December 2016. Uh, at demonstrating how peer-to-peer -peer trading works. Uh, and a, a, there are 15 houses, about half of them had solar, half of them didn't. And then the second peer-to-peer -peer trading project we've been working on is in Auckland in New Zealand with Vector, who's a network operator there, and they have about two-thirds of the Auckland market. And there we basically also connected banking facilities to peer-to-peer -peer trading. So what that means is that if I uh, want to trade, I'll buy electricity peer-to-peer, -peer, I can transfer funds from my bank account to the PowerLedger platform and purchase Sparks, which is a tokenized unit of electricity. Mm -hmm. And then when I uh, give those Sparks to somebody as payment for electricity, they in turn can redeem those for cash and have the money back into their bank account. Back into their bank account, yeah, uh, beautiful. Yeah, mm. and so that that was um, uh, quite groundbreaking because many of the banks actually don't want to provide financial services to a blockchain companies because of concerns about KYC and money laundering. But it, it took a couple of banks some time to get comfortable around what we're doing, and they've supported us, which we're really thrilled by. Mm -hmm. And uh, the other things, uh, the other, the second product, which is the apartment building product, we have been uh, trialling that at two apartment buildings in Perth. Uh, as I mentioned, one of them is going to have a shared electric vehicle and a fast charger connected to it shortly. And uh, that uh, we've also got two more apartment buildings under construction that will be connected one later this year and one next year and a number of others contracted as well. So uh, that, that's the kind of progress on, on that product. We've got lots of, lots of inbound queries and projects that we're working out, one in the US, one in India, uh, several in Europe. So there's a number of opportunities that we are uh, exploring 
internationally. And with the third product, the asset germination product, we're just in the final stages of due diligence to select the first project that we'll deploy that in. Okay, and how's that going to work? Are you going to run that project? Are you partnering with another organisation that perhaps is is the project developer? How does that work? Correct, yeah. yeah. So it's a partnership model with a, with a solar developer. Okay. And so our platform uh, gives them a greater access to the capital markets to fund their projects. Okay, interesting. And which capital markets are we talking about, sort of the traditional, traditional capital markets? Well, uh, solar projects, are funded by a variety of means, you know, merchant funding and mm-hmm. um, and institutional funding. So it can supplant the need for some of those uh, funding sources. Fantastic. All right, Gemma. Well, um, I'm going to wrap this interview up fairly soon. Um, I guess what I wanted to ask you is what do you see as the, the longer-term vision here? Where do you think we're going to be in 10, maybe 15 years' time? Um, and where do you see your organisation sitting in that sitting in that vision? Sure. So I think that energy markets have been a one-way street for pretty much the better part of a century. Yes. And in the past 10 years, a new system has been emerging, which is bi-directional. And uh, that, that presents disrupt, disruption and potentially destruction of value. And, and I think that, that our... Um, platform basically means that uh, I think our technology is creating more competition in the market and so we're helping the market to evolve more rapidly to a distributed low cost and low carbon energy system Mm -hmm. and also enabling citizen utilities and the other thing is that uh, the, the grid really isn't set up to buy electricity any more than you know a supermarket wants to buy homegrown tomatoes but you know when people sell electricity to the local community via power laser they can get a better deal and so our system is about you know a more fairer more modern trading system uh, you know it's local and it's agile and it's, it's set to be disruptive but without the destruction of value and running things at a community level will be what we call application hosts and they're the groups who run the network of power distribution and trading, and um, they'll trade a unit which, I, as I mentioned, is called a spark. But to have a license to do that, they'll need to buy the bond backing for the spark, which is called a power token. And for that, we are currently doing a token generation event uh, or an ICO in the market, which is the first of its kind in Australia. And what a power token does is guarantee that the sparks have value, like a currency would. Uh, so when the sparks are redeemed, there's actually money there to fund their redemption. So it's a way the system self-regulates. And um, so we're currently uh, in the process of doing this ICO, which goes until the 6th of October. Mm-hmm. And if your listeners wanted to know more about that, they could go to TGE, which is Token Generation Event, tge.powerledger.io. Okay, Gemma, that's great. Thank you very much for sharing your insights and your, 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 your knowledge on, on what, what the blockchain future holds for energy. Thanks again. My pleasure. We hope you enjoyed that episode. Next time round, we're going to do another explainer also on blockchain. We're going to travel to a different part of the world and hear a different perspective from a different organisation doing work in, in the blockchain and energy space. 
Remember that Voices of Community Energy is uh, very much intended to be the place where anybody can bring a story that they want to hear or tell to the world. So if you want to help us create an episode, or perhaps you know someone that has an interesting story to tell in this space, please get in touch. Our website is V-O-C-E, as in Voices of Community Energy. That's voce.net.au. We'll we'll look forward to you joining us again soon.